you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions 8, the Google Ads Agency. We'll show y'all how to lose some sales. So, true story, happened to me today. I was interested in this water guru thing. My buddy told me about it. And so I'm on their site, and they do a good job, I thought, of representing the product, what it does, the value proposition. And so you're scrolling throughout the site, and you're like, Michael, what, what an amazing product. Don't mind if I do. So I click on this button, buy sense. We won't talk about rank here, but just buy sense. I'm like, I'm going to buy it. Where do I buy it? Where on the page that I've been taken to after selecting the word buy sense, do I give you my money? I don't do that anywhere on this page. There's a bunch of other calls to action for me to go get distracted, which incidentally is exactly what happened. I was going to buy this damn thing. A friend told me about it. I was already kind of sold. I hop on the website. I click on buy and it's more or less an impulse buy to me. They send me to the sales page and then on the sales page, we got talked out of it. What happened is the amount of detail brought me to a level of granularity to where I thought, you know what? I wonder, I don't really know how to take care of a pool. I have a pool guy. Where's the overlap? And I ended up not making the purchase. Now, that's not to say that you want to put yourself in a position where people are buying things that they don't need. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying though is when somebody's made the decision to buy, when somebody's actually said, yes, I'll take it, stop selling, stop it. It's, it's, it's the first thing they teach amateur salespeople, like don't go beyond the sale. Don't go beyond the sale. And what they've done here is a catastrophic freaking error. I am ready. You said, now there's learn more. If I wanted to learn more, oh, it's the wrong one. Here we go. Because that's a different product, by the way. If, if I wanted to learn more, I'd click learn more. But it's so funny. Learn more and buy now go to the same damn page. Buy now should have gone to this page. And incidentally, there's a massive difference semantically between buy now and shop now. Buy now means buy this thing right here. Shop now means check out my catalog, which I don't want to do. I don't want to do that. I want to just, I want to just wanted to buy the thing that you showed me that I could buy. And I'm so mad now that you wouldn't let me buy it. And then I'm going to scroll through the page and then you're going to talk me out of it. So here's the point. Go through your site, your conversion process. And what you're going to do incorrectly, by the way, is you're going to start at the homepage, which is fine. It's what we all do. And I've been doing this for years. You're not necessarily always going to start at the homepage. Try to start where you think your customer will start. And so if you have, this is especially true for you SEOs out there. What's the, what's the landing page, not the squeeze page? What's the, where's, where's the conduit? Where's the pipe through which the customer enters? Because a lot of people come in through the side door. Start there and then assume the role of customer and walk through the sales process and sales narrative. And every, whatever it is, point in the journey, give yourself a nice little catalyst. Oh, what if I wanted to buy here? What if I wanted to buy here? What if I wanted to buy here? It's way easier if you're in my business because I sell one thing. So you're always going to be able to get there. But if you're not in my business, then you need to give them the whole journey, which ends here, but you also need to give them, it's like shoots and ladders. You have the journey and the journey is important. I'm not saying it's not, I'm not saying it's not. But at any one of these points, they need to be able to, right? And when they decide, yes, I would like to, don't. So we live, hold on. Did you know about the RPMs? Are you aware of our new, like, don't stop that. Just like, get them to buy the first and then do all the other salesmanship. They lost 325 bucks today and they got bashed online. Although they got some free marketing, who knows? Maybe somebody buys the thing. It's a compelling offer, it's a compelling value proposition. The other thing that I don't know about and I'm still noodling on that I'd love y'all's opinion on is this. Four out of five to me, 4.3 and higher 
I'd be really proud about, but like you're a B student. I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't market that necessarily. I like, I'd go find some other magazine where I got slightly higher reviews. So that was mild brand criticism. Number one. And then mild brand criticism. Number two is when you look at their negative reviews, they're on a bunch of stuff that's like fixable or has been fixed. So first of all, that's, that looks way better. Look at the difference. Look at the, that's, that's basically rounding up. That's basically five stars, right? But when people had issues with this product, it had to do with stuff like, oh, I couldn't reach the Wi-Fi, or whatever stuff that I'm, gosh, I'd fix that and then reach back out and say, so reputation management, like go, like go and, and protect your brand. But anyway, that was a little off topic, but the main topic is check, look for friction. Friction in a sales process is deadly. Friction in a, in a sales process at scale, it's over. It's over. You know, I mean, if you're, if you're not getting a ton of traffic and you have a little bit of friction, it's no big deal. Because if you're getting 100 people a month and I don't know what, 5% are converting, so you're getting five customers. And if you had a slightly better conversion ratio, it would be six. Well, that's, you're not really going to be able to tell the difference. But what happens when you're getting 1,000 or 100,000? Like all of a sudden, we're talking about really, truly rate limiting numbers. And that's especially true because when you have smaller traffic counts, they tend to be either top of the funnel or bottom of the funnel. There's this really weird hourglass to it. There's not the same structure that you'd expect because you're not getting enough traffic to justify one or the other. If they'd finally gotten to your website, they've probably gotten there from your funnel elsewhere or a funnel elsewhere. So eliminate friction points, walk through your website, make sure that it's actually convertible so you don't lose out on the opportunity to convert a customer. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan. A bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's sol8.com. S-O-L, the number eight, dot com.